0: You are listening to As a Woman, episode 104, A Vegan Pregnancy. In this episode, I'm talking all about is it safe to be vegan when you're trying to get pregnant and pregnant. Welcome to As a Woman, the podcast hosted by fertility physician, Dr. Natalie Crawford to educate and empower women. Each week, learn about your health, your fertility, and how they relate to your true self. Become a part of the community, fostering collaboration over competition while learning how to authentically find your voice and amplify others as a woman. Hey friends, welcome back to the podcast. Today, I am going to briefly go over a topic that I get asked all the time. And that is, is it safe to get pregnant if you're vegan? I'm going to go over literature because you know me and I love science. But if this is the first time here, I am a fertility doctor. I am double board certified in OBGYN and REI. I have this podcast and a YouTube and an Instagram at Natalie Crawford, MD. I also majored in nutrition and I have a master's of science of clinical research. And so I am a huge believer in looking at the evidence. The truth is that most of the evidence is very recent when it comes to this topic. Prior to the modern age, as we started to learn more about plant based diets, there was very little studied on being vegan. That being said, we do have some observational data and we are going to review that. As for me, I have two kids, they are six and five, and I was vegetarian when I was pregnant with them. That was just what I was eating at the time. It was not a conscious choice to not be vegan. But just in transparency's sake, I was not vegan when I had them. If I had a pregnancy now, I would a thousand percent be vegan as I am every single day, always, always, without a second thought at all. So I am going to read some of the questions I've been asked and answer them based on what we know. Would you discuss the safety of being pregnant and being vegan? There is no evidence that being vegan when you're pregnant has any maternal or fetal harm. Observational studies have not shown a higher incidence of birth defects or poor outcomes to babies who are born to vegan moms versus those who are not. There was a study published in 2015 looking in the British Journal of OBGYN that supported this. There have been some studies, including a recent study, which was published in the Journal of Perinatology in 2020, which showed that babies born to vegan moms were a little bit smaller than babies born to non-vegan, specifically omnivore moms. Now there was no difference in the vegan versus the vegetarian who ate fish. So in the lacto-ovos plus fish, that was the same weight gain as vegan, but vegan was significantly lower than all comers who eat all meats. Now this was not so low that it was harmful in any means. No increase in poor outcomes. This study also showed a lower maternal weight gain. Two mothers who were vegan versus to people who were not. I think this is a good place to really quickly review the difference. So vegan means you do not consume any animal-based product at all. So that's no meat, no flesh of animals, but also nothing an animal produces. So no cheese, no eggs, no dairy, no honey, nothing that comes from an animal. That's what vegan means. You will also see people use whole food plant-based, which is a healthier version of vegan, because you can be vegan and eat Oreos every day. There's, I mean, who knows what's in Oreos? They're not animal-based. They're completely made-up chemicals. But Oreos are vegan, so you could be vegan and eat Oreos every single day. So a lot of us in the medical community like the term whole food plant-based, because it's really encouraging a vegan diet that is based in eating whole and not processed foods. Some people use plant-based kind of liberally, eating mostly plants, but sometimes will have fish, eggs, or dairy, and that's completely their right. A vegetarian, officially, is somebody who eats no animal meat, but they're okay with animal products, so the things that the animals make, such as milk, dairy, cheese, eggs, honey. A vegetarian would be fine eating those products, a vegan would not. Now, somebody who eats fish is pescatarian. They're not vegetarian or vegan because fish is a meat. It appears in multiple studies that when we look at health parameters, fish is not as bad as others when it comes to your health. And then an omnivore is somebody who eats everything, meat, plants, all the things. Next question, are there any tips on specific things to eat in pregnancy to increase fertility? I have an entire YouTube video on this, so just saying you can go watch that. But in general, studying diet has always been tough when it comes to fertility because we use these different outcomes as surrogate markers. We look at positive pregnancy, we look at live birth. And so sometimes it's hard to isolate exactly what the outcome of interest is and exactly what the variable you are studying is. But there was a study published in 2019 that looked at a variety of different diet types. And it does appear that the best diet for fertility is one that includes folic acid, vitamin B12, vitamin D, organic or low pesticide fruits and vegetables, whole grains, soy, and omega-3 fatty acids. And in that study specifically, red meat has been associated with an increase in infertility or inability to get pregnant and should be avoided for women trying to get pregnant. And that was a really great study published by Shavaro, who's done lots of the fertility diet studies. And it was published in our leading journal called Fertility and Sterility in 2019. So they looked at categories of intake. So the more you had of the good things, more folic acid, B12, vitamin D, fruits, vegetables, whole grains, soy, and omega-3 fatty acids, the increased probability you got pregnant. And the lower category you were of these, the lower chance you had of getting pregnant. And then the red meat group was the inverse of everything else. More red meat you ate, lower the chance of getting pregnant. Can you touch on getting enough protein in a vegan diet? Oh, Lord, this question gets asked all the time. So I find that most vegans, if you eat a whole food plant-based diet, so not your Oreo diet, that doesn't count. But most vegans are not protein deficient, not iron deficient at all. And now a word from one of our sponsors, Quince. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Thank you Quince. And now a word for one of our sponsors, Ritual. Did you know that women were excluded from clinical research policy by federal law until 1993? But women belong in scientific research. They are essential and Ritual knows this. I choose Ritual multivitamin every day because it is easy to take and I know that I am getting high quality and traceable ingredients in a clean and bioavailable forms. Start Ritual or add Essential for Women 18 Plus to your subscription today. That's ritual.com slash A-A-W for 25% off. Thank you, Ritual. Encouraging a diet for anybody that has a lot of leafy greens, spinach, kale, legumes, seeds, beans, nuts, that will result in naturally higher iron levels and that will help you prevent anemia. So you're going to get plenty of protein. If you're eating a whole food plant-based diet, I promise. Do you have any information on taking a plant-based omega supplement during pregnancy or supplements in general? I recommend that all vegan women take some supplements in pregnancy. I'm a strong believer that the risks are too high for certain bad outcomes that could be prevented with a simple supplement. So specifically supplements that I recommend. Number one, folic acid. 400 micrograms per day is standard. Even though you can find folic acid in foods, such as leafy greens, broccoli, asparagus, avocado, beans, and your fortified grains, the consequence is too severe. If you are dietary deficient, you can have a neural tube defect in your child. Neural tube defects are where the neural tube, which is the spinal cord in the brain, does not close completely. And you can have open defects, can lead to paralysis. They can also be so severe that the brain does not form. These can be life-altering birth defects that you can prevent by getting enough folic acid. One thing that's been of interest lately is should women take methylated folate versus regular folic acid? So just to think about the difference, you find folate in food, folic acid is what you get in pills, And it has to be metabolized into the usable form. And it goes through an enzyme process that's called methylation. So the methylated folate has already gone through that first step of breaking it down. It is easier for some people to process methylated folate. And it may be helpful to certain women. Therefore, to my patients with infertility, I recommend they take methylated folate. To most people in the general population, regular folic acid is just fine. However, you can find methylated folate very easy. Both forms are in different prenatal vitamins all over the place. So one way or another, please take some folic acid. The next vitamin is vitamin D. So many women are vitamin D deficient. Vitamin D is now fortified in our food and it can be converted from sun exposure. Even with that, I test most my patients and so many are low. Vitamin D has been correlated with poor reproductive outcomes. So if you're trying to get pregnant, we see an improvement in implantation and pregnancy rate in women who have normal vitamin D levels. And because the vast majority of my patients are vitamin D deficient, even if they're super healthy, I recommend an additional supplement of 1,000 IUs of vitamin D3 to almost all my patients. Of course, ask your doctor, but it is something to think about. Vitamin B12, this is a big one. So if you are a vegetarian, so lacto-ovo, you eat lactose, dairy products, and ovo, you eat eggs, then you're probably totally fine on your vitamin B12 if you eat them regularly. If you just eat them sometime, your vitamin B12 may be a little bit low. All vegans need vitamin B12. It is very important in normal neurological development, and it helps prevent anemia. There are some fortified foods that have vitamin B12 put into it, such as nut milk, cereals, and nutritional yeast. But unless it is fortified, no plant naturally contains vitamin B12. Vegans should take 10 micrograms a day of vitamin B12. And lacto-ovo vegetarians who do not regularly eat dairy or eggs should take 3 milligrams a day. And then there's omega-3 supplementation. So diets that are higher in omega-3 fatty acids had a shorter time to pregnancy and improved pregnancy outcomes. Omega-3 fatty acids such as DHA and EPA are also really important for brain development in pregnancy. Plant-based foods that are high in omega-3s include walnuts, flax seeds, and chia seed. So most vegan women need to take a supplement that has omega-3s in them to have optimal neurodevelopmental outcomes. Most omega-3 fatty acids can come from fish or from fish oil. So if you hear somebody taking a fish oil supplement, this is what they're taking. But you can find algae-based supplements. So even if you're vegan, you certainly can still take a omega-3 without any problem. My general take is that nobody should be forced to eat foods in a certain way. You should be able to choose a diet that is best for your health. I also really hate fear-based tactics. If you want to eat meat, eat meat. If you want to eat steak every day, eat steak. I'm sitting here telling you that the evidence shows that may make it harder for you to get pregnant. But it also may not. It is not an absolute. It is not that everybody who had any steak never got pregnant. So nothing here is perfect. We're just trying to take what we know and apply it. The common fear that I hear, or women trying to conceive, are told that they should not be vegan or should not be plant-based, or should not be vegetarian because it's going to be bad for their health or the baby's health. And that's just not true. So that's where I wanted to come in and tell you that the evidence supports you can have a perfectly safe vegan pregnancy, vegan fertility journey without any harm. And further, the evidence strongly supports that some of those good eating habits that we see in whole food plant-based diets, high in fruits and vegetables, whole grains, soy-based products are good for you. Most people do need some supplements if you're vegan in your fertility journey and when you're pregnant. So don't be afraid to research what would be good for you and talk to your doctor. I was a vegetarian starting in 2008 and I've been vegan now since 2018. So it's been a journey for me as well. I love being whole food plant-based because I feel better. I'm helping the environment. I'm doing what's best for my body, not just when it comes to my reproductive system, but cardiovascularly, GI, all of the things. And I like knowing that I'm not hurting animals. This is my personal choice. I'm not gonna impose it on my children and I'm not gonna impose it on my patients. But more than anything, I want you to have the evidence to know that one, you can eat however you want and you can be vegan and be safe. And two, the things that you eat and you put in your body do matter. So take the time to know what these implications may be so that you can make your best and most educated choices. I have more information on this. So I have a blog on nataliecrawfordmd.com that goes into some of this. I have two YouTube videos. One is called The Fertility Diet and one is called Supplements When Trying to Conceive. And I have a couple other podcasts. One episode is called Naturally Infertile and another one is called The Fertility Diet. So go and check those out if you have more interest in learning about being vegan, what you should eat, how your food impacts your health, and more. As always, you can follow me on Instagram at Natalie Crawford MD. I just hit 100,000 followers. I'm so excited. I've been on there for five years, so that's a big milestone, and I'm very excited. I'm also super honored. It means so much to me. Each one of you who listens to this podcast, who follows me on Instagram, who subscribes to the YouTube channel, a huge thanks.